In this episode of Talking Law, we're talking all about stories from the brink and we talk about a business that came back from the brink, the point of almost heading into liquidation to build itself into a $100 million turnover business. So for all of that and more, keep listening. listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on the show Charles Fairley from Purpose Publishing, who is the publisher of the series Unsung Business Heroes. Charles, welcome on board to Talking Law. Hi, Joanna. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm fabulous. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Great. Well, today I really want to drill into this really interesting story you've got in in your book about the business owner who was really at the brink of liquidation, considering whether or not to enter into liquidation, but ended up trading on and managing to build up the business to $100 million. And the reason that I really want to talk about this issue is we have many clients and, and I think many of our listening audience audience will identify with there being points in the business, particularly high growth businesses, where businesses come against some really hard challenges. And it can really be that element of, is it all over? Do you close the doors or do you keep trading on? And often there's many accounting and legal questions to consider in that situation. But I think there's also this human element. I think it's really helpful to understand um, some of these stories of business owners that have been at the brink and then managed to break through because, um, you know, I deal with lots of businesses that are at the point of exit and, you know, that have worked their businesses for decades and there's not a single one of those owners that I talk to that hasn't had sort of a near-miss experience at some point during the life of their business, whether or not that's caused by something from a legal perspective that could have been uh, prevented at the outset or just changes in business conditions that their business wasn't ready for. So, that's why I really want to talk about that particular topic. But how about before we do that, we take one step back and you talk a little bit about who you are and what the book Unsung Business Heroes is and is all about. Well, thanks, Joanna. I really appreciate your interest in what I'm doing. It's a, it's a bit of a passion project. So um, my background is that I've worked in media for most of my life, 20, 20 or 30 years at Channel 9 and Macquarie Radio, which is 2GB, 2CH in Sydney here. I also worked at Sony Music and Wind Television, so always in the media. I came to a stage where I was looking for work and I didn't know what I was going to do next and I, I created this little marketing device because it was something that was a real passion of mine and as I've since found, you know, if you have a passion for what you're doing, it's, it's not work anymore. It's, it's, not, it's not a job. It's something that you really love. And Absolutely. You, know, you can really make the most of that, I think. Yeah. 
So what I've done is interviewed business owners and CEOs. Um, I've called them unsung business heroes because they really haven't had a chance to um, be heard on any other platform before. So they've never had exposure in the mainstream media, but they all have these fascinating stories. And whether it's a personal success or it's a business challenge or it's a family issue, you know, often they've kind of overcome these great challenges and obstacles and hurdles that along the way that have presented themselves. And, you know, as we know, they, they all are learning from that and they take away some great things from that. And so the, the two books that I've published on the website, it's all about really sharing that advice and sharing that education and helping other people that might be just starting out in business or, or maybe starting over again in business like I did when I was in my 50s, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, and I just love, I, I love the concept of the book and that, and of course, that's why we're talking today, Charles, because I felt it would be a fabulous thing for us to talk about. And I, I also really want to drill into some of the themes that you've picked up along the way, because one of the things that I've noticed from podcasting, we're actually at, I think we close to 85 or 90 in the deal room in Talking Law now and and the sister podcast of Talking Law is the deal room. We're almost at 90 there as well. So we're about 160, 170 podcasts down, which um, I know. It's like, where did that, how did that happen? (laughs) It's all about about the content, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But one thing that I've really noticed um, is that over time I have really strongly picked up on themes that I can hear people talking about again and again. It gives me really interesting insights into the industry in each of, the, in each of these areas of the podcast that I talk about. And I, I presume it must be the same for you. If you've spoken to this number of business owners, you must really, there must be some themes that bringing themselves to the surface. So I want to hear about those. But first, I really want to talk about this, this business at the brink. Could you maybe give us just a little overview of the story there. Sure, Joanna. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. The business founder and owner is a chap called Dominic Leone. He's originally from Egypt and his family came out here when he was about 12 to escape the seven-day war in about 1967 from memory in Egypt. And so he was about 12 or 13 and he went to school in Randwick and he wanted to be a postboy when he was 14 and he was telling me all this great stuff. He wanted to be a postboy because you got a free bike. So <laughs> that was amazing. Wow. So he got a job eventually and um, he always worked in the sort of office area and supplies and that sort of thing, but he put up a business over time and at one point, it, for some reason, the business model wasn't working and he needed cash flow as a lot of small businesses yeah. do. Yeah. And um, it was about 1976, I think it was, and he, he just wanted to make enough money to have a good life, he said. Mm. So it's really interesting what motivates people. But Dominic was fortunate enough to have his family here and his father lent him all his, basically all his savings, all his super. Wow. And Dominic, Dominic turned around and lost it within 12 months. So it was a pretty, pretty horrendous situation he found himself in when he basically decided rather than go bankrupt or liquidate the business, he would go into each and every one of the suppliers and he would say to them, look, I can offer you this much cents in the dollar I want to work my way out of it. I'll do my best to repay as much as I can. And basically the business stayed afloat purely because he took that personal approach and approached each of the the creditors that way. And now, as you said, he's turning over $100 million. It's called Complete Office Supplies based out at Lidcombe. It's a massive warehouse. It's all office equipment, furniture, pens, paper, stationery, that sort of thing. They've got depots in every state in Australia and they're sort of the unsung office works, if you like, I guess. 
Wow. God, that's amazing. I just, Charles, I just love stories like that because I see businesses at the brink more often than I would like to, far more often than I would like to. Such, such an emotional time. Sure, sure. Um, the reality is that almost always businesses that are at the brink could have avoided that situation by, you know, number one, either either having proactive legal mechanisms and accounting and financial mechanisms in place to be able to predict these issues before they occur. Because quite often what happens is that happens in yep. the growth phase of a business. Yep. Often often that's the point. It sounds like perhaps in this instance it was, it was earlier on, yep. which is obviously, you know, another vulnerable point for a business, but particularly so at growth phase. And so I that's just think it's... Balance. It's a fine balance. You're absolutely right. I think it's such an important message to get out there for businesses as a whole to understand because I think the psychology of business owners, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are really optimistic at heart and quite often will ignore the warning signs and won't go and seek help early enough. And that's just, as an advisor, that is just the thing that just distresses me the most when I see we could have made a massive difference if we had gotten in earlier. But I just love this story of rather than Dominic having, you know, gone into liquidation, there's absolutely no issues with businesses who choose that as an option as well. I'm not saying that 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 option is wrong, but I just love this story that he, you know, thought of proactive ways to go and deal with the issues in the business and and turn it around. What an amazing yeah. story. Do you know what? I want the book just to read that story right now. Well, all, <laughs> all the stories are online as well and it's all free. We don't even ask for people's email addresses, so it's all open and there's a uh, Similarly, on YouTube, we've got 100 videos or so there on Unsung Business Heroes channel. But, yeah, yeah Dominic's fascinating. He's really become an advocate of failure in a sense because he, he often goes out and lectures to young students and entrepreneurs and he says, you know, put up your hand in the room if you've had a failure or you've gone broke. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, if you haven't, do it quickly because yeah. that's the best way to learn and the best way to move on and become a success. Yeah, it's just really hard to watch Stories like, for example, Dominic's where he's borrowed all of this money from his parents, you know, and there's so much emotion involved sure. in that. But it just, I love to hear the outcome there. So maybe maybe this dovetails as well into themes that you've picked up along the way, Charles. What are those? Uh, well, there's some typical ones you would expect or at least predict, I guess, about, you know, having the passion and, and having a purpose for what you're doing. And as I mentioned earlier, if it's, if it's a hobby that you love to do and you can make some money out of it, then it's not work or certainly not hard work. You enjoy doing it. But there are some other more subtle areas that came up too in the 100 interviews that we've done up to date, like um, the fact that having a good education isn't necessarily a predeterminant for having a successful business career. So yeah, some people right. who hated school did really well at school at, uh, at work once they saw the dollars come in. Mm. Um, and also around migration, you know, a lot of the people we interview have either first generation or they have some migrate, migrant story in their background. And I think that sort of even goes back to convict days when people came out here with nothing and they just wanted to prove themselves and build themselves and be part of their community. And, mm. you know, there's some great themes around all that. 
What do you think that is? Do you think that the people who've suffered adversity in their childhood or perhaps come from migrant families who've had to work super hard have this inherently really strong work ethic and that's what builds success? Do you think there's an element of that? I think definitely there's an element of that and they all do work very hard. I mean, Mm. some of the guys we've talked to, their parents might have had market gardens or, you know, Mm. They were in the labour force and they really appreciate the opportunity they've had in coming to a new country and they mm. just want to build on that and give back. One of the questions we ask everyone is how do you give back to the community and, you know, they all in some shape or form, whether it's monetary or, or just their time, they give back at, at various levels, which is great That's to see. That's amazing. Isn't that fabulous? I just, wow, I love that. I love that. And then back to you sort of said, well, passion and purpose, that's sort of obvious. Like I'd like to, uh, you know, challenge you a little bit in that I don't necessarily think it is always obvious to, to people the importance of passion and purpose. And, and of course, that's probably why Simon Sinek's, you know, yeah. very famous TED Talk has become so famous just because sure. I think once you hear it, you feel the truth in it, but it's not necessarily something that is front of mind for no. many entrepreneurs. I think, you know, prior to the big Simon Sinek movement, I don't know how many of us sat and thought, is this my passion, am I am purpose? Could you talk a little bit about your yeah. thoughts and what you've seen about that? Yeah, I think, as you say, it can be something we don't realise in our past that influenced us because, as Simon Sinek uh, talks about that why or that purpose, um, you know, it can be something that you don't even think about on a day-to-day basis. But, mm. you know, you, you might have had a father who was a tradesman and he didn't know how to manage his books and that's the case for one of the people in our current series, Lillette Kalasia, she's a bookkeeping expert and she uses the cloud and she's won some awards from Intuit and QuickBooks and what have you. But her father died very young and she believes that what contributed to his early death and his heart attack and things was the stress of running a business without any systems and didn't have any guidance and didn't have any knowledge and advice and people around him like a good legal team or a good accounting team to help Mm. him. Mm. So her her mantra is, I want to help you have some good quality family time by getting you set up and get the appropriate systems in place for your small business. You know? Oh, God, that's so true, Charles. You know, this is what I see again and again and again. I guess this is my big mantra, but it's hard when it always comes from me. So I love it that people come on here and <laughs> say a similar thing. But the business, I, I find business owners spend so much time with their head just stuck in the business doing the doing that they find yeah. it really hard to step back and understand that systems and processes, including your, your legal foundation, your financial yeah. and accounting foundation, your administrative foundation will set you free and build you for the bad times and for the good times. But it's just when you see that, I just feel that story that you're sharing with us about the father that was just so overwrought by his business that he he gave himself a heart attack because yeah. there's so many business owners out there that are just that have that burden of oh, the constant sure. doing and are, and are just overwhelmed by it. And they're all working 18 hours a day and they get yeah. to the end of their career and they look back and go, well, I ignored my family and you know, I've yeah. sold my business, got a, I got some money for it or whatever it was. It might have been successful. It may not have been. It might have just given them a lifestyle that they could manage on. But really they've had that huge sacrifice of not being there for their family's special occasions or, or whatever it might be. So it's really yeah. important at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
So important. Absolutely. And I guess on that note, and perhaps my last question is, what is there any theme in terms of what the goals and outcomes are of these business owners that you're interviewing? Like, what are they aiming for? What does success look like for them? Have you ever had those sorts of discussions? Yeah, we do in some cases. I think it's different for every person. You know, a lot of people are motivated by, as I said earlier, giving back. Some of them just want to leave a legacy. Others are really focused on how many families they're they're helping to fund through employing a larger number of people. So, you know, everyone has their own motivation, I think, but you now they all want to be successful. They want to be to leave a legacy that says this person made a difference. And that's really the focus, I think. That's it. You've you've got it. It's the legacy, the making a difference, whether it's making a difference within their own family unit, making a difference within their community, making a difference in terms of significance of having to having built something. You've yeah, got it. That's what- that's been my motivation too, is to record that because up till now, so much information, so much accomplishment and achievement gets uh, forgotten about once a person yeah. retires or passes on. That's that's uh, sort of what motivated me, I guess, was my dad who passed away last year. He had a great business. He employed 35 staff for 40 years. And, you know, you think, well, where's all that knowledge and where's all that achievement recorded? It's not, you know, mm. it's a shame that it gets forgotten. So I'm trying to remedy that. Mm, I love it. Wow. And I'm glad we got to your story as well, Charles, behind the book, because I guess here you are recording everyone else's stories. But but I think that story is very telling in itself in terms of what drives you to record all of these people's stories. I love it. Yeah, that's kind of my purpose and my why, I guess, for, Mm. for creating Unsung Business Heroes in the first place. Charles, this has been an absolutely fabulous discussion. Thanks, Um, Joanna. I thank you for coming on board and to all of our listeners out there, head over to The Deal Room if you've enjoyed this episode, our sister podcast, because Charles and I also have an episode where we talk about a particular business owner who sold his business for $830 million. The numbers just blow my mind. <laughs> yes, that's, that's actually US dollars, by the way. So that's it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> if you convert that holy dooly, that's over a billion that's ridiculous um, okay <laughs> well look Charles thank you for coming on board if anyone wants to get a copy of this book or to hear some of these recordings see some of the videos and I've just got to say the books are just absolutely beautiful there there's some beautiful really it's very tactile you see these very large heavy beautiful hardcover books in fact I was in the offices of a large accounting firm yesterday and they had one of your books there on the counter oh, wow. so I picked it okay. up and I felt it and I was just this is beautiful and how weird because I'm talking to you today so I thought that was pretty freaky (laughs) it is amazing I really really appreciate the opportunity to have a chat with you Joanna I really I want to thank you for what you're doing it's terrific brilliant so and um are you still on the lookout for authors Charles yeah we're starting book number three so it's going to be uh you know another quest to find some really interesting stories about what people have learned on their business journey so yeah I'm looking forward to meeting another 50 great people 
Brilliant. Okay, so if you're a business owner out there and you're interested either, number one, in reading some of these stories, which uh, I think, you know, we've only scratched the surface. Clearly, you can you can probably tell how many, you know, really enchanting stories there are in there. Head along to unsungbusinessheroes.com.au and there you'll also be able to find details of how to contact Charles if you're interested in being a contributor to his upcoming Series 3, Charles... Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Joanna. I really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode of Talking Lore. Of course, in this episode, we were talking to Charles Fairley from Purpose Publishing all about his book series, The Unsung Business Heroes. And of course, if you want to find out more about that, then just head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au where you'll be able to link through to Charles at his website um, and I think some of his social media pages as well. Um, And of course, at that website, you'll also be able to find details of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal. If you would like assistance with any of the issues we um, covered today, if you're finding that your business is at that point where you really need to consider whether or not um, liquidation or uh, those sorts of things might be something you should be considering, um, or whether or not you're at the point in business where you know you're either in or about to approach fast growth and you want to make sure the foundations of your business are securely in place so that you don't suffer some of those issues that we talked about with Charles of businesses that hit the edge. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, I would love it if you could subscribe um, to this so that you get Talking Law straight through to your phones or your podcast player each time we release a new episode. And of course, if you enjoyed it, I'd love it if you could leave a review. It really assists us in spreading the word. Now, look, I'm also on the hunt for topics. So if you have things that you you would like to hear us talking about, I'd love it if you could shoot me an email to podcasts at aspectlegal.com.au and just tell us what you want to hear because we want to give you the information that you're after. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Are you looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. While you are there, you might also like to check out our innovative product, Legal on Tap. Our SME version of this product provides a business with access to a team of lawyers to answer questions as they come up in the business. 
And our large business version also provides this access to our team of lawyers to ask questions, but it also provides a wide range of online-based training in contract law for non-lawyers. Both of these products are available for a ridiculously low monthly price. If you're interested, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au and check out our legal ONTAP pages or head over to our contact page and submit a form to let us know that you would like more information. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au. Thank you.